Welcome back to the Call Me By Your Game podcast. Uh, this is your host, Connor McCabe. Uh, if you are a wonderful listener out there who's never listened to the show, um, this is a show where I'll bring on a guest, usually a friend of mine, to talk about a game that they really loved that was formative for them growing up. Uh, and we talk about why it was special, usually talking more about the experience than the act, like what makes the game great itself, but we will dive into that too. Um, there's always a video component to that, so please check out our YouTube page if you search Call Me By Your Game on, uh, if you filter through channels, or go to our website, callmebyyourgame.com. You can find us there. Uh, but, uh, all of that stuff aside, I'd like to welcome my guest for this episode, Eddie Martin. Hello. Welcome. I'm saying this like we haven't been hanging out for <laughs> three hours, or two hours yeah. today, and like we haven't got to hang out, uh, already this week. Right. Right. Um, we, uh, Eddie is one of my uh, best friends. We were best buds growing up. Mm-hmm. We're actually recording this. This is first off a recording. This I know this is very important for the listener at yeah. home. We are recording at in my childhood bedroom, which is you know it. It's probably the best place to record in yeah. my parents' home because I mean I guess just soundproof wise. Which we'll see how this sounds on the other end. Uh, but uh, but also it's it's all it's perfect and cathartic because we used to spend so much time here just Dude, playing yeah. playing games playing with action figures you name it. And uh, Connor got out all his old stuffed animals. Yes, and they're all here. Yeah, they so. literally are behind uh, the computer <laughs> that we are referencing. Um, also, we're doing this because we're home for well, I'm home for in Modesto for Thanksgiving break. So, uh, but I didn't want to miss a chance to do an episode, and I had to do one with Eddie at some point. So. Yeah. Here the heck we are. So, dude, welcome. Thank you for doing this. Happy to be here. I'm a little, uh, there's a little bit of pressure because you've referenced me a few times on uh, Video Games, a comedy show. Yes. You guys listen to that. Yeah. And I, uh, now the legend is coming true that I am a real person. Connor wasn't just making up a guy. Yes. So. Uh, by the way, after this, uh, I think I can pay you your, your not the exact rate you were hoping for, but like about two thirds of that. Is that going to be okay for impersonating someone named Eddie Martin? What happened to the other third? Uh, can we talk about that off pod? Yeah. Okay. okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so great. Glad to <laughs> glad to have you here, Eddie. I also reference, if you um, listen to the pilot episode or watch the pilot, um, Elle and I, uh, I reference my, I reference Eddie a bunch. Eddie's, uh, like, was basically the closest thing I had to a brother growing up. His older yeah. brothers were my older brothers, too, so it was kind of like, kind of like I was the youngest of four in right. your family, which was, yeah. <laughs> because it's, it, which was my chance to be a younger brother, kind of your chance to be an older brother. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're here to talk about uh, the game Eddie wanted to talk about, which mm-hmm. is Star Fox 64. Uh, yes. We're Basically, we're going to be referring to the original version on the Nintendo 64. Have you right. actually, have you played the 3DS version? I actually have not played the yeah. 3DS version. No. I, I think I, maybe I told you this summer when I got it that I did buy right. it. Because it's like... You can get it anywhere. It's twenty bucks. It's it's still really great. I played through the first level. Okay. Um, but before we get rolling into uh into just our main discussion, sure. I'm like I like to do. I'm going to give a little history and context. Yeah. If you want to add anything, please do. Okay. Um. So Star Fox sixty four, also known as the Lilat Wars in mm. the PAL region, uh, was developed and published by Nintendo. In it came out in nineteen ninety seven. At different months throughout the year for all the regions, but I did I did see that it came out in. 1997 everywhere so not a launch title not a launch title the n64 came out in 1996 i think the only three launch titles were mario 64 pilot wing 64 and wave race? wave race maybe that's it 
I could be off. You could be, but that sounds good. So we're going to definitively say <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, so yeah, not a launch title. Um, it is a it's a, it's it's somewhat of a reboot of the original Star Fox, which came out in 1993 mm-hmm. for the Super Nintendo, uh, and it's technically the third game in the series if you call if you count the originally unreleased Star Fox 2, which is also on the Super Nintendo. Finally got its release on the Super Nintendo Classic. Um, the original Star Fox was co-developed, which this history feels important to me. It was co-developed by Nintendo EAD, and that's what I thought. It's Argonaut Software oh, for yeah. the Super Nintendo. Right. Um, Dylan Cuthbert was like the main developer for them, and I think back then he was like 18 years old. So wow. he was that when he was super young, which also it kind of we talked about Donkey Kong Country on the first episode. Um, the guys over at Rare were also super young. Right. Like I've seen interviews. Grant uh, Kirkhope. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, I mean, they're, I feel like they're in their early forties. So they must've been in like their early twenties when they're doing this stuff. Just video um, games were so different back then. They really were. I mean, you didn't have the huge companies you have now. It's no. like younger people. I mean, you have the indie game market now, right? Yes. But just back then it was so different, huh? It really was. Um, And like it, the way games were developed were different. It was just a very different time. Um, The original, Star Fox was actually Nintendo's first 3D console game. Um, the first 3D game was developed by the same company, uh, Argonaut Software. It was a little. It was a game. I already forgot what the name was, but it was a Game Boy game. It was technically 3D, just because there were they used a lot of lines and like what? you could see the shapes were 3D. But it looks a lot. You know how the original Star Fox that we're talking about doesn't look totally 3D sometimes. It's like it looks like just a right. drawing of a shape that moves around. Right. This was similar, um, but it was the first 3D console game for Nintendo, yeah. and it's also the first to utilize the Super FX chip, mm-hmm. um, which allowed for the display of 3D models with polygons, um, and uh, and they ended up using that for a few more games afterwards as well. Like the world-famous Stunt Racer FX. Which, I mean, you can't live without it. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I've been saying for years. Man. You have. In fact, Eddie wanted to do Stunt Racer FX for his episode. I vetoed it. It's a shame. It's the only time I vetoed someone's That's going to be your 100th episode. It's <laughs> yeah. so good. Yes, and so you're going to have to come back for that. Um, but Star Fox 64 received uh, critical acclaim, and it was kind of like the culmination of what Nintendo originally intended for the original star fox and like we talked about on the video episode yeah it's the best it's the best star fox pretty much unanimously thought of as such it's it feels like kind of like what they seeing what link to the past was able to do for the original zelda it almost feels like the culmination of like what they were hoping to do yeah i'd agree with that it was kind of like they got they were able to get their ideas out and finally had the technology to do so right so yeah, that's all the history and context I wanted to share. That's all accurate. Hey, thank you. Uh, Eddie is, uh, lo- like, L was live grading me on our episode. Eddie is live fact-checking me, which is that's good. Right. Right. I need to, hey, you're keeping me honest. I appreciate it. Um, but let's get into it. Let's talk about yeah. Star Fox 64 and you. This is, I know this is one of, it, one of I think you said your it is your favorite game it's of my all favorite time. Game, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, how did, let's just start with, like, your history with the game. Like, how yeah. did you... Do you remember how you discovered this game? And how do, you actually. found it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. So we could go all the way back. I grew up with a take Super us Nintendo. back, please. All the way back, <laughs> 1990, year I was born. Um, as far as I've been cognizant, we've had a Super <laughs> Nintendo in my life. I still yeah. have the thing. Uh, so my experience. Wait, with you have games, the, your family's original one? It I stayed still have with it. you. I still have it. That's like a badge of yes. honor, dude. Yeah, you're like the Rob Stark of your dude. family. Well, uh, Rob Stark. Never mind. He isn't it so well for him. Uh, 
that's just a badge of honor, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, perfect. No, yeah. uh, so I still have my original mm-hmm. Super Nintendo. Yeah. And my experience with video games growing up was, especially A Link to the Past, I would just explore the world, mm-hmm. I would die, but yeah. video games always fascinated me. Just yeah. The, the, the concept of the games fascinated me. I had two older brothers, and mm-hmm. I just loved watching them play. Yeah. Uh, Andy and, and Alex. Andy and Alex. Andrew yeah. <clears throat> and Alexandra. Andrew Paul. Uh, Andrith. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I watched them, and what was fun as an observer was you'd see how they would play it, and then I'd think, okay, when I finally get to play, I'm going to do it this way. Yeah. And see if it's any different. So that was really how I, and that's why I loved watching them play. That's cool. Yeah, and I liked the stories. I would make up my own stories based off what was going on. Like, especially if a game didn't have as much, or would you do that for just, like, whatever? Just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Is that kind of yeah. how you, because I remember when we were, like, when we first took, started to like be good friends and hang out you had your eggheads comics oh, dude. which i'm sure you were hoping i'd bring up the eggheads uh, i wasn't expecting this <laughs> I, dude you gotta talk dude it was so yeah, funny absolutely. though but like you i mean from an early age like like i mean it only makes sense to me now hearing that you'd make up your own stories for games because right by the time we were doing that you were already making your own stories for comics i think life is just we exist by telling people narratives yeah stories mm-hmm. right as the older i get the more i see that life is just a bunch of stories yeah that together Absolutely. And that's why when people get so mad about there's nothing original anymore. It's like, well, nothing was really original to begin with. <laughs> like everything references something. There's yeah. every there's a really good TED talk called Everything's a Remix. Yeah. Oh, cool. I studied that in college as a communications major, and that was kind of like, oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. So it, I mean, if it's if it's really like copycatting something, that's one thing. Yeah. But a lot of stuff in media copies other media absolutely um but anyway i would uh, yeah i just like to develop stories egghead specifically <laughs> this this story yeah uh, was a in first grade we were doing like an easter project and yeah. we had to color in six different eggs and i created all of them as characters oh so you had one who was normal kind uh-huh. of like a leader you had one yeah. that was cracked so you'd crack up and make jokes oh uh, that's so funny my favorite character was rotten he was a rotten egg <laughs> you know so so just like these were my guys and dude this should be like a children's show it could either, it could I, could, I could see it being two things it could be either like a straight up show for kids that is like silly and lighthearted, or it could be like uh like a a show that's animated like it's for children right. but it's like inappropriate just, yeah more real and inappropriate <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, I think that's good. Or you could always make it a kid's show, but have a bunch of jokes that go over their heads. Yes. Like Fairly Odd Parents. It's like for do. the parents. Yeah. 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 Ooh, that's cool. Uh, so anyway, um, sidebar. But yeah. Star Fox, getting this back to Star Fox. Mm-hmm. I, uh, <clears throat> so we would rent Star Fox, the original one, and I loved it. It was so unique and cool, but mm-hmm. I sucked at it. I, it was so hard. Yeah. And my brother would always tell me, don't rent that one. It's too hard. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, so whatever. I never owned Star Fox on Super yeah. Nintendo. And we didn't have a 64 when it came out. We didn't get it till about 98, 99. That's when I got it. I think Christmas 98 was when I got it. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. That's when we started hanging out, really, was yeah. that, that time mm-hmm. in our lives. Thank you, Pokemon. That's right. Pokemon brought us together. Yeah. It's just as it brings a lot of people together. It does. Um, so I actually went over to my neighbor's house. We would do, like, neighborhood parties and hang out. We had a pretty cool mm-hmm. neighborhood. And they had it on their TV. Like, they had Star Fox 64 on their big TV. So that was my first time seeing it. And I was like, this game looks amazing. And uh-huh. I, I actually got to play it. Oh. And my first thought was, oh, you can't go backwards. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. There's the first level. played through it. Because you're like, it's an, it's an on-rail. I guess you could call it an on-rail shooter. Where like yeah. your, your ship is constantly moving. Well, with the exception of all, the all-range all mode range levels. Um, for the most part in this game, if you haven't played it, uh, you're playing as Fox McCloud, the leader of the Star Fox fleet. 
Is that what they're called? They're a mercenary group. Yeah, yeah. but maybe he just calls them Star Fox, and everyone, like we said earlier, is like, dude, can you just? We're not named after you. You're just there's the a, leader. <laughs> there's a lot of backstory we could get into for sure, which we should. But anyway, it's an on rail shooter. So like, as your ship is moving through the level, stuff passes you, and that's kind of how you play the game. Is stuff. I mean, you are flying, but the level you're really moving just through the level. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why it was surprising to you that you're like, oh, it can't turn around. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. weird. But like, also the original Star Fox was that way too. I just yeah. don't know. But anyway, I remember having that thought. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. And anyway, I just loved it. I thought it was super cool. Next time I saw it was at a friend's house. Remember Charlie Lyons, one of Alex's really good friends? Yeah. He had it. So oh. the, actually going over there to stay, like hang out with them mm-hmm. and actually seeing it and playing it, hearing the dialogue. Um, and then, you know, I wouldn't, I'd get bits and pieces of it. So I'd be able to like come up with a story based off that. Oh, so I'd wow. bring that to like the schoolyard be like, oh, it's so cool when Falco does this. Yeah. Or, like to, with oh, your friends. Yeah. Yeah. And still not really knowing how it ends. Uh-huh. So it wasn't until about, and, and then my next really, I think the next progression was like loving Star Fox in uh, Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. Fox was my guy. Fox and, was, I don't know if there's a definitive best character in the first Smash Bros, but he was I hear pretty good. Pikachu. Pikachu. I hear it's P- yeah. I hear Pikachu got nerfed hard because like he was unfair. Too good. Yeah. That was who I remember because I I didn't know what Smash Brothers was until I went over to Eddie's house mm-hmm. that when it came out that year, 1999, and I was blown away. Yeah. And of course, I I was not very good, so I used Pikachu all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. So then we got the game. I, I asked for it. I got it. And ever since then, it's been my favorite. And it kind of became my game, you mm-hmm. know. It yeah. was mine. I asked for it, um, and I just loved it. I loved playing it all the time. Yeah, I've always gone back to it. Uh, I could pick it up whenever and play it. Yeah, that's really cool. Did you? Do you still? I know you have an N sixty four. Yeah, is that? Did you also keep that? <clears throat> Or did you end up getting your own N64? Alex ended up, my brother ended up with the 64. Cool. It's, it's like a, it's like a breakup. Yeah. I got the Super Nintendo. He got the 64. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. So he has it. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie and I bought our own. My wife oh, and I, we cool. bought our own 64 off eBay and just, had, just decided we wanted one. So we yeah. got a bunch of games and I still had my Star Fox though. Like yes. Alex didn't get to keep that. that oh, so you mine. kept your cartridge. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. that's really cool. Man, that's awesome. So you, I mean, I remember, I think the first, I'm sure the first time I ever played it was also at your house. Uh, did, were your brothers really, did they like this game a lot too? Or maybe not as much as you, but how, what, what did they, so how did they feel about I'd it? I'd say you know? my oldest brother, Andy, really wasn't a fan of anything on the 64. Sure. He, he went from Super Nintendo to PlayStation and kind of mm-hmm. never really touched Nintendo ever again. Like a lot of people did. And he's, he's 10 years older than me, so mm-hmm. at that point. It wasn't really marketed to him, I would say. No, yeah. I think Nintendo kind of marketed mainly to children at that time. Mm-hmm. So he wanted the cooler, more badass console, which was like PlayStation and stuff like that. Yeah. So to- totally understand. He had a Dreamcast and everything. I so. remember his Dreamcast. Yeah. That was like <laughs> was the. Sick. But for um, our producer of this show, Jeremy just got a Dreamcast recently. He got one for like re- very reasonable price at a store, and it's in great condition. That thing was cool. The only one I ever even, I feel like, did it have a Sonic? It must have had a Sonic game on. Yeah, it's right? Sonic, yeah. I think I remember watching Andy play Sonic up yeah. in his old room. Yep. Um, um, what was the Boston way? Yep. That's where you guys lived. Yep. Cool. Um, yeah. Correct. That's so funny. So, so he, he wasn't into Star Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, he watched us play it like maybe two seconds. Yeah. Uh, and then Alex liked it a lot. Yeah. Alex played it quite a bit, but I, I played it more than he did, obviously. That's right. My game really. And, yeah. Um, but Alex played it to where he's beaten it and things like that. Totally. So he's pretty, I mean, he sounds like he's pretty familiar with the game. I would say so. Um, as far as like the game itself, 
what did you well so wait so sorry i actually back up before i ask you about that i wanted to ask you this was obviously like when you got the n64 when you were playing this game did you and i kind of remember but i don't totally know was this a game that you would like just re how would you revisit this game were you like playing this like was it a game where you'd play like every year because the yeah. cool thing about this game is it has so much replayability yeah and but you can also just beat it in like an hour and a half or sure. an hour uh yeah 40 minutes maybe it's, yeah it's not like playing replaying a ocarina of time when it or like a even super mario 64 where it's like if you want to complete the game mm-hmm. you're devoting like sure 20 hours to it yeah it's kind of like a movie yeah they could just pop in and watch yeah that yeah. is the kind of fun of so it. i would say and we didn't really talk about this but there's different routes you could take in the yeah. game connor's talking about the replayability there's a ton of it because there's different routes you could do um once you get really good at it you want to try to get a high score mm-hmm. find ways you can get a higher score yeah um, i don't know much about the speed running community but i'm sure the speed running community's got it all oh, figured yeah. out uh so there's that i actually i've never honestly watched a speed run of star fox 64 i wonder what they what the difference is because boost yeah you i guess you would be using your boost a lot because it no matter like what route you take in the game because like eddie was saying there are multiple routes you'd still like you said earlier you have to complete seven stages mm-hmm. is venom the seventh yeah. all the time correct so the final boss I- i'm guessing it's probably like boosts it's yeah. probably how fast can you beat the boss that's probably like really what it comes down yeah. to and i'm wondering if some of the routes are quicker i'm sure there are and i'm sure they have different versions like any percent or you have to go a certain route. totally i have no idea i don't know anything about the speed yeah. runs on this game i never <laughs> i've never been a speed runner in general so that yeah. stuff is always foreign to me but but Cool. I know it's a big community and they love it. Yeah. It, and they raise a lot of money and do a lot of good things. So that's, that's true. That's They'll really have cool. like little fundraisers yeah, for stuff. Yeah. Um, so, but the replay, replayability is how you asked me um, how, how I would revisit the game. Yeah. When I was a kid, I just play it like as, as often as any uh-huh. other game. Yeah. And then when I got to high school and stuff, I'd probably play it like every other week or so just sure. to like see if I could beat my score. Dang. And yeah, I would, I you, would honestly, I played this game all through high school. Just I'd, I'd pop it in whenever I felt like it. You honed your craft. I did, and I got really good. I think my highest score was about fifteen hundred. Yeah, which that we just played today, and it was around eleven hundred. Eleven hundred. Wow. So you're dang. Yeah. So that's. I mean, mm. it's kind of like you're you're talking about your playing days back when yeah. you were like uh, uh, yeah. up to shape and stuff before I was retired. Yeah. <laughs> before I hung it up. Now you're just playing the old timers game. Con- Connor called me up and said, "I need you for the show." And I said, "I'm retired." Yeah, but then you know, as all people who say they're retired, they come back. <laughs> As the gruff, the gruff hero. I booked into the closet. I opened the closet and saw my fighter pilot suit. Yeah, and with the the Fox McCloud glasses on top, yeah, the sunglasses. And then it it was a reverse shot on you as you just kind of contemplate. And the next shot is like you showing up to us. (laughs) My wife's holding my infant son, my my one year old. She's like, "You can't." I said, "I have to do this. It's for the greater good." She's like, "No, I mean, you just you can't leave because I'm parked behind you. You can go play Uh, this game." (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's how I point out. well, I guess we're we're kind of getting into it now. Yeah. Um, which was like, uh, what makes this game really great, or what you particularly love about this game? You started to talk about the replayability. What sure. do you What do you want to talk about? Is there anything in particular? Why I love this game. Yeah. So the first thing that I love about Star Fox, looking back on it, mm-hmm. is that it doesn't take itself too serious. Sure. It yeah. kind of does in some ways. Uh-huh. And it's like, like take it on the surface level. It's a game about a fox, a talking fox. <laughs> Flying a ship in space, trying to kill an evil ape. Yes, yeah. um, who's trying to take over the world. Yeah. So 
you take put take all those things from a mm-hmm. thirty thousand foot view. It's ridiculous, but yeah. it's a video game, and it's supposed to be ridiculous. Yeah, and I love that about. There's it. some snobby uh, critic out there who's pushing his glasses back, and it's just like, well, it has these issues anyway. It's just like shut up, like anything <laughs> does. I mean, yeah. you can pick it apart, but it's to me. I always thought that was cool. I liked the characters when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Um, I liked the just the graphics, the smoothness of it. Yeah, it was just like. There's something really cool about it. And it was like video games are an escape. It really was totally. like an escape to like something different. Oh, especially um, as a kid, like I would guess, I mean, you got this when you're like eight or nine. Yeah. We not only could we, the was the only experience of us driving probably at like the go-karts at Funworks, sure. <laughs> but like there's no way we knew how to fly a plane. Right. So like this was like to a whole nother level. Totally. Yeah. Being totally. in space and flying around at a little, uh, are, are we? Yep. Arwing. Yes, I still remember this game. With the Arwing and the Lamb. This this episode is about Eddie, but I also, this is a game that I've, more than some of the ones we've done, I've played over and over a bunch of times, not as, like, a very, very tiny fraction of it, so... So there, I'm just always very proud when I remember the details. Dude, yeah, got it down really well. Um, but you, so sorry, I interrupted you. No. You were talking about what you loved about the game. Yeah, I love, I love, so I love that. That doesn't take itself too serious. Mm-hmm. So the story is what the story is. It's yeah. a typical, uh, like, video game story. Yeah. Um, but then, like, the just, it's fun. It's fun to plop, pop it back in. It also, it takes me back. It's like that scene in a, you know that scene in Ratatouille at the end when the critic eats the Ratatouille and it brings him back to his uh, childhood yes. home? It's like yeah. that. It's like Popping that in, seeing the little yeah, it's like oh yeah, back. Oh, it's chewy. We're home. It's like like, (laughs) sort of like that, you know. (laughs) I have to tell. I have a an idea for a a little Instagram post I want to do with Banjo Kazooie. Oh, Kazooie, we're home. So that's I just I had to share that on the podcast. It's Um, important. Yeah. So there you go. That's I love that. I just love the game. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you find yourself? I, we kind of talked about this earlier. Most of the time when you replay it, are you trying to go through the harder version most of the time to up your score? Or are you, what, how do you go about it? It's a good question. Yeah. I like, I like going the hard route because it's fun. It's more mm-hmm. challenging, but my favorite route to go, which is what route we did this, this yeah. morning, which was you go through the asteroid field, you cool. hit the bonus boost, you go, jump up to the intermediate level yeah. and then you end up on the hard level. So I like going that route. Um, one thing I did, one, one route that's fun is you go through the asteroid field, mm-hmm. you hit the boost, but instead of going to that other level, you go to the third level Ooh. on the easy route, which is the first encounter with Star Wolf. Oh, that's right. We only saw, well, we saw we Wolf saw on yeah. Venom, but we only, right. that's interesting. So if you go that route and you fight Wolf, um, originally mm-hmm. you get to the narrative's kind of like, okay, we ran into Star Wolf and then you can still get to the hard point from there. Oh, really? You, you don't have to just go the so easy route from there. You would go that way to encounter wolf and the bad guys more yeah. often so, so you see him twice so that, i like that narrative yeah in there's, this game but there's a thing there's different narratives you could take yeah that's really fun like shape that which kind of like falls in line with you liking to make up your own stories yeah. it's like you kind of yeah. could dictate mm-hmm. how that goes um i was you, you talking about star wolf made me think of the different the fleets in this mm-hmm. game and the different characters that we have uh yeah. let's talk about them a little bit just because sure. they're i love them man they're all right. their own like and like you said, they don't take themselves. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but they're all fun in their own way. Exactly right. Um, obviously, well, starting with the Star Foxes, the main crew, right? Yeah. So this game, really, from a storyline standpoint, I'm guessing it takes place after the Super Nintendo version. Yeah, I was when we were. I was just trying to be like, wait, do I even know exactly how? Sure. And I, th- but I think it does. It's a sequel to the first one. So yeah. Fox is still young though, still mm-hmm. trying to prove himself. Now Fox's father is dead. 
Yeah. Uh, he passed away in, in the Galactic Wars or whatever. Yeah. Um, Pig, <laughs> so Pigma, we'll get to Pigma in a minute. Yeah. Fox's crew was, like, I'm talking about James McLeod. This is Fox's dad. Yeah. His crew was Pigma and Peppy. Oh. So it was those three. That was the original Star Ooh, Fox crew. I see a twist coming later. Yes. That's cool. So they were fighting against Andros and his villains. Uh-huh. Fox was a kid. And um, Pigma betrayed James, yeah. turned him over. James dies. Peppy gets away. And then Pigma turns sides. So now he's loyal to Andros. Mm. So Andros's Star Fox answer team yeah. is Star Wolf. We'll get to Star Wolf in a second. We're mm-hmm. still talking about the Fox crew. Yeah. So anyway, Star Fox is picking it up. Now Star Fox is the leader. Falco, this is kind of like his second in command. Yeah. <laughs> Falco's got a big chip on his shoulder. Yeah. He's kind of like uh, Rivali from uh, uh, oh, Link, Breath of the Wild. I feel, I feel like they had to base him off Falco. It feels like it. Yeah, you know, just yeah. with his attitude and everything. I liked it. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. The third, and then Peppy's still there. Peppy's mm-hmm. like the veteran on the team. He's a he's a rabbit. He's a hare. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a hare. Um, you can probably guess what type of animal Falco is. Falco's a bird. Yeah. <laughs> a bird. And then there's Slippy. Slippy is uh, also younger, I would say. Yeah. Slippy Toad, he's like the mechanic, the engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also flies a plane. So these guys all fly their plane. That's your crew. So Falco, Slippy, and Peppy help you throughout mm-hmm. the game. They're on your team. You can shoot them. You can shoot them. You try not to shoot them. But they help you out in different ways. Yeah. And we talked about this on the video, but Peppy analyzes the shields. He'll tell you like how much a boss's health has. Mm-hmm. Peppy gives you some tips like use a brake here, speed up here. Like he'll like use a barrel roll, do a barrel roll. <laughs> the most famous video game line ever from the game. <laughs> um, and then Falco is just like kind of all around helping you out wherever. Like he'll find a secret, he'll blow up mm-hmm. some rocks, um, give you a ring here and there. I mean, he does yeah. little things like that. Um, but also the the downside to that is they get in trouble. Like if you're in all range mode, they'll get chased by enemies. You have to shoot them down, what save is, them. Can you explain what all range mode is? I sure can. So Connor talked about the rail shooting kind of aspect where you're going forward towards a goal. There's also an all range mode where your wings kind of spread out a little bit mm-hmm. and you're on the like a square playing field. And this means you can fly all over the place. You can't. You don't have to just go straight. You can go left and right. You can do a backflip you can do mm-hmm. all sorts of different moves but there's ships flying everywhere so it's like a 3d environment yeah really. um it's kind of like that <laughs> this is a random reference yeah but mario 64 when you go into that water bonus stage and you're swimming around getting the red coins yes it's like it, that it is kind of, of just plane. one big cube yeah. it's like a, yeah it's like a, that's like the plane field yeah you're on, so that's how i could describe all yeah that's i mean that's perfect but there are there are those levels so they get in trouble in those levels and, and they get chased by it, enemies and if like in these in well in any level they can you can lose some of them like occasionally mm-hmm. like in the first level you'll notice at the very beginning i think slippy wastes no time getting yeah. in trouble <laughs> and slippy immediately is like help i'm in trouble or whatever yeah, exactly and you have to like th- you'll see an enemy you know an enemy or two ship like chasing after him so you have to shoot him down and hopefully not shoot slippy yeah and that's how you keep your buddies alive like and if you're too late slippy will go down no he's not gone forever yeah uh, his ship goes back to the docking bay and yeah. rob 64 so i didn't explain rob oh yeah rob Rob 64 is a robot who flies the great fox yeah. which is like the mothership of where all the other ships are on so mm-hmm. anyway yeah um, it's kind of like the the um what do you call those giant ships in the ocean a carrier ship it's kind yeah. of like a space yeah. carrier. He's like, yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, there's also plenty of space references I could have made, but I'm thinking ocean I think that's here. that's perfect, yeah. Um, but in, in fact, in the first level, like like Eddie was saying, Fal- like Falco can lead you to secrets and, and stuff. Yeah. In the first level, to go to the hard mode, you have to – I don't think he would die. 
does he die if you don't save him? Or did not die, but does he have to go to the lo- the ship? Yeah, you're talking about when he says, I'll take this one and get the guy behind me? Yes. And he says, something's wrong with the G-Diffuser! Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, that part, if you don't save him, he's, he goes to the docking bay and he won't, even if you fulfill the requirements, which is fly under the, like, the half circle yeah. rocks, you have to fly under all of them. Oh, that's right. And then that's when he says, follow me. Now, if he's not there, you won't follow me. Yeah. So, so you're he, right. You have to have, he has to be alive for that to happen. Yeah. So they all kind of have their own, like, function. Absolutely do. Yeah. One thing we noticed, because um, the one of the most fun things about the video we got to do, because as, as the listener knows at home, we always do the video part first, because it's fun to get a refresher and talk about it. It's actually, I'm realizing this one is especially helpful for me, because I'm familiar with the game but is seeing how stuff plays out. But we got to um, start late in the game because Eddie came home while I was setting up and he played through most of it. So in the final boss, we noticed that um, even if like Peppy's alive, he doesn't help you with Andros. So when you're fighting Andros, who's the final boss, it's kind of like a blind fight. Figure it out, bro. You got to like hope that, I mean, you got to just keep going at him. You don't know how close you are to defeating him, sort of. Um, But... Yeah, that's kind of the little the fox crew. Right. Yeah. So that's the Star Fox crew. Now, Star Wolf, I, and I'm not sure, I don't know if Star Wolf is also a mercenary group or yeah. if they're like straight up employed by Andros. I, I'd like to think that they were a mercenary group, but yeah. that doesn't really explain Pigma. True. But anyway, mm-hmm. Star Wolf is made up of Wolf, which is like Fox's nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Star Fox, Star yeah. Wolf. And then you have Leon, who's like a lizard. Mm-hmm. He's not really a explained. chameleon, I think. He's like, yeah, he's like a chameleon. Yeah. He's not really explained. There's a Pigma and an Andros, or not, Andrew. Andrew is Andros's <laughs> nephew. So and, Andros's nephew gets a job on Star Wolf, yeah. which I always, my head canon is that like he's like really lame and he's only there because he's Andros's oh, nephew. Oh, that's, that's the other for sure some nepotism and, going on and, right it's there. It's even funnier because in the later Star Fox game, I think Assault, mm-hmm. um, Star Wolf's crew, Leon's still there. His voice did like a 180. It's completely, uh-huh. like it went from like, Oh, I am Leon. Uh-huh. So like, so his voice completely changes. There's a new guy called Panther. He's like uh-huh. a Black Panther. Ooh, and he's actually pretty cool. And then, um, but Pigma, I don't think is on the team anymore. Yeah, I think he got kicked off. Yeah, and then um, Andrew is gone too. So mm-hmm. they, they both got like kicked off. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, that's the Star Wolf crew. Yeah. Now, in the game itself, like Leon's background isn't really explained. Another thing I like about Star Fox, it doesn't mm-hmm. like hold your hand through. It just kind of throws stuff at you and is like, figure this it out. It does, especially. I mean, you were you talked about it earlier. That first secret path in the on Corneria in the first level. Yeah, you don't know that you got to no. fly under those things, right? Which is, I guess, one point if you play that game enough, you're like, I'm gonna try to fly through these. Right, that's fun. Or just on the schoolyard back in those days, and I was like, oh, oh, I, I got to go through the waterfall. Yeah, like, what? How'd you do that? And then. Like, you know, stuff like that was cool at that time before the internet was what it is now. Or, totally. Or before kids now can just look up a YouTube playthrough, like their favorite YouTuber, mm-hmm. and watch a whole game and find out all the secrets before they even play it. Yeah. You know, back then, like, we just had to figure it out. And This is the back in my day segment. This which, is. Which has to be on every episode. I'm a grumpy old man. <laughs> Did you? I mean, I remember talking. Of course, it was fun growing up being buddies with you. We got to talk. You would tell me. And I, I referenced this on Elle's episode. You were kind of like the pioneer for me for finding, like learning about secrets and ways to play games and right. how to do stuff like your brothers were for you mm-hmm. and like Elle's sister was for her. But um, did you talk to, I mean, of course you talked about Pokemon and other stuff at school. Did you have yeah. friends who played this game too? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I feel like yeah. I didn't know. I, I had friends who like growing in, um, in school at least 
who liked video games, but like not as not too many. I feel friends. like this game was if you had a sixty four, chances were you had this game. Sure, it was kind of like the staple like mm-hmm. space shooter. Yeah, they, there's Rogue Squadron, which was really cool too. Yeah, uh, but this one oh, was yeah. kind of like the like people just had this. Like I feel like a lot of people who had a sixty four had this game. Yeah, had this, Mario Kart. You know, totally. Yeah, one, one of the essentials. I mean, remember how they have like the Nintendo essentials? Oh, of course. If they did that for sixty four, I think this one would be on there. I think absolutely. Yeah, it was. It it did really. I think it sold really well too. So you're right, it was. That's funny. Yeah, you were like, it's funny how like depending on uh, your up your upbringing <laughs> and like what you have growing up and who your friends are. Like you had a bunch of friends who had this game, and I had one friend who I knew at least right. knew had this game, which was you. Right. So interesting. Um, we were talking about the different teams, the different teams. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. So we got we got that down. Uh, we talked about uh, pl- the different ways you can play through the game. We started yeah. to talk about that a little bit, right? And did we, maybe we covered everything we wanted to say about that. Um, anything you want to say about the bosses in this game? Bosses were great. In yeah, this game. that's another really good thing to bring up is that, especially the first time you play it, mm-hmm. figuring out how to beat the bosses was, was something difficult. Totally. And each we talk about this game is a, it's a big narrative, but there's a lot of little narratives within the narrative. Uh-huh. And some bosses even have like backstories to them. So mm-hmm. when you, um, what the, there's this, this one enemy who's super cool on, uh, in the second level on the hard mode. So sector Y. Yeah. And like, you don't really see him until like you beat the boss that you think is the boss. Uh-huh. And then another guy shows up. It's yeah. a monkey. And he's like, don't potty just yet. Yeah. <laughs> starts flying around. And... Those are those guys in the like night space suits. Yeah. Those guys are yeah. badass. Yeah. That's a really awesome villain. So, mm-hmm. Those guys were cool. Um, certain enemies were just kind of like, they didn't really have dialogue. Sure. Other ones did. I love the train conductor, who has the most gruesome death in Nintendo history. Yes, and that's <laughs> on a... Let's talk about that level and that guy. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Um, there are three vehicles you could control in this game. There's the R-Wing. Uh-huh. Did you not know about the third one? I, 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 well, once you said it, I was like, oh yeah, the water one. Yeah, the submarine. Yeah. So you have the R-Wing, which is the majority of the game, like mm-hmm. 90% of the game. There's two Landmaster levels. The Landmaster is the tank. If you played through, a, I think it was Smash Brothers Brawl, mm-hmm. Fox of Smiles, Final Smash as he comes down on a Landmaster. Right? Yeah, he that does. might have been in the Wii U one. Anyway, Maybe. Um, so that's the tank. So there's yeah. two tank levels on the two different paths. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a submarine level, which yeah. is there's one water planet that you have to go to on the hard level only. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty unique level. That boss... I remember that boss specifically too. It was a yeah, harder like one, a I think. Yeah. yeah. Also, the backstory with Slippy. Slippy designed those, so oh, there's some value for Slippy right there. That's cool. Because while you're in the tank, he says, "How's the Landmaster Fox?" <laughs> that's right. Fox doesn't really respond, but Falco says, "I think you look better in a tank." Because <laughs> he's just being a jerk. It's like, yeah, stay out of the air because that's basically. my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. So, and then the, and then he asks about the uh, Slippy. Mentions the submarine when you're in there. Like, mm-hmm. how's it holding up? I like that. The fun thing about that uh, ship is that it has those unlimited missiles. Unlimited torpedoes. It, it's like every, I don't know, maybe every like, after you shoot one, maybe like six, seven seconds later, you can just blast another guy. That's basically the whole level you're just mashing the B button. Yeah. Because you're just, you're, you're sh- and it, it locks on automatically, so you're just mm-hmm. shooting. It makes it sound easy, but that level is actually anything but easy because it's really dark. Mm-hmm. So the torpedoes light your way. So you actually need to do that to like see where you're going. Yeah. I, every time I start that level, I'm always reminded about how it's going to be a journey because yeah. like the fish and stuff will start like 
because it's so dark, mm-hmm. they'll come out of nowhere from the side of your screen. You don't know they're coming. Yeah. You don't know what's in front of you. Right. It's very tough. Uh, right. I forgot about the three different because you. Yeah. I mean, we just watched Eddie basically play through the play through the entire game today, at least one path. Yeah. And it, that is really a testament to just how many levels and many cool things there are in this game. Totally. Not just the 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 landmaster levels and the water level, but like how you could only see you could see Star Wolf a couple different times, or just right. like, can you avoid him? Until the very end in yeah. a certain path? We just did that, actually, today. Oh, no way. Yeah. Was he not on the level that has that, like, the Independence Day level? He's not in that. Yeah. No. That's another character, Bill. Yeah. We didn't talk about Bill or Cat. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk. <laughs> Do you want to say anything about them? Yeah. yeah. Bill Bill shows up, which... This reminds me of the scene from A New Hope when yeah. Luke run, runs into Wedge, and they, like, hug <laughs> each other. They're like, yeah, they're old chums. I'm like, do we know about this guy? Like, yeah. like what's this guy's backstory? For real. Bill, it's the same concept. Like, you show up to this level and you're defending a base and Bill's like, fuck, slow time, no scene. Yeah. He's like, Bill? I don't believe it. Yeah. So you just, again, the game just makes it like, you figure this out. Like, obviously they're old buddies. They're probably in the yeah. academy together. Who knows? Anyway, so Bill shows up in that level and if you do that level with Bill, he'll he'll show up again in the next level and help you out for a little bit. Then That's he flies right. away. Then you don't see him again until mm-hmm. the very end. Cat was another character just like Bill, and Cat shows up on um, the after the water planet. Mm-hmm. There's a vent like a like a sewage planet that used to be like a lush paradise world, and it turned oh, into a yeah. stink, like a disgusting. Yeah, shoot those barrels. Yeah, you gotta shoot the uh-huh. barrels. It's a it's like a good commentary on not taking care of the planet. Really, yeah, like it just becomes disgusting. And Cat shows up, and then this backstory is like Falco's like Cat. What are you doing yeah. here? So it's like, oh, these two have history. It's some kind yeah. of like former flame. And, they uh, love to. I feel like this is not the only time in like storytelling or characters or anything with animals where it's like, oh, there's a bird and a cat who yeah. are like into each other. <laughs> I don't know what that they is. They were at odds. Probably because it's like opposites attract. Right. Yeah. And because Falcon's like a tough guy, they got this cat who's yeah. a natural predator. Is Bill another fox? What he was is a he? dog. He's like a dog. He's a dog. Ah, oh, gotta have. He's a, dog. a cute little puppy dog. Oh, that's cool. Um, so those characters, they show up randomly and again, the game just kind of lets you figure it out. That's cool. Which is kind of nice. I don't like too much exposition in your face. Yeah. Like I was telling Stephanie, the new Pokemon game, it's like, let me play this thing. I don't care about the, I don't care about hop. I don't care. (laughs) Even Leon at this certain point, I'm just like, I just, you're cool dude, but like, I'll I'll see you when I, it was so much worse than Sun and Moon. Oh really? It was 10 times worse than Sun and Moon. It was like two hours of exposition. I'm like. It's Pokemon. Yeah. It's Pokemon. Let me play Pokemon. Especially starting, uh, we can talk about that another time, but starting Sword and Shield especially, it's a slow start. Yeah. Once you get going, it's fun. It is fun. Um, So we got to talk about a lot with this game. What are, are there any, is there any part in this game that's like your favorite, that makes it, that is your favorite part of the game? Is it, is it like a boss? Is it a level? Is it just like a, a feature? What, what, is there anything you really love the most? A really so a couple of things I really like yeah. about this game. I give like, me some highlights. Yeah, I like the bonus stage in the asteroid field. Mm-hmm. The fact that that's even in there is really cool because you could jump from one to the one path to the Can other. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure people I would know. Say, but... I'd say it's about eighty percent through the asteroid field level, which yeah. is also one of my favorite levels, just because it's it's like space yeah. and there's a, like asteroids everywhere. Uh, there's a part where there's some blue little warp 
fields. Yeah. And you fly your plane through them. You can only go forward. It's, it's not like all a range mode. Boost, right? Like you a Mario a little, Kart almost. You get a little boost and your ship starts spinning yeah. kind of out of control. So it's harder to control, but if you hit all like six or seven of these things and they're they're like to the left and right, you got you kind of have to like start heading towards a direction before you hit the thing. You oh, know what I mean? You have to like the anticipate it. You do. Mm. And if you do that effectively, you get you go to this like hyperspace jump. It looks like hyperspace in Star Wars. They like go flying to this like weird like trippy like bonus stage and you could anyway that bonus stage is fun you can load up on bombs yeah. load up on a ton of stuff so i enjoyed that i'd say the other thing i really enjoy i just like the star wolf like uh-huh. team in general the fact that they exist it is cool to have rivals it's just fun that they're there um i like that it doesn't have to explain it to you and then the last the level before venom mm. so that air, that defense it was on we just played it yes and um it's cool because i don't know if you saw the intro but one of the guys is like, came in here, no problems. Like one of the villains. And then Star Fox rolls up like all like badass. Oh. He's like, guys, they're coming. And they start <laughs> freaking out. They send everything in the kitchen sink at you. Yeah. And then the whole time Cayman, who's like this like henchman, and then the other boss, I don't even know his name. They're like arguing the whole time about like, they broke it through the second line. He's like, these guys don't give up. Because <laughs> it's kind of like, I just like those characters. They're fun. Like, That's something I love about the, this game is like the dialogue. The, the first great. one was cool because you see uh, their text dialogue and you see the text dialogue yeah, in this. Yeah, but it, it is exact. I mean, that is pretty much spot on, <laughs> which is just them making little noises. Little noises. A lot of farty noises because it was mm-hmm. a Super Nintendo. But this, <laughs> the voice acting is really cool. It is. For they, a 64 game? Yeah. The voice acting is on point. And they have, like, uh, they do a really... It doesn't feel too... It's It does... It kind of feels like it does two things at the same time. Like you said, I don't... It doesn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. But also, it a lot of the lines of dialogue are funny and specific enough. Like, right. even these, like, like the secondary characters are talking about there. Like, I don't even yeah. know who those guys are. I don't even remember them, honestly. Right, right. But, like, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And it's more... It feels like the writers had a lot of fun, like coloring the per- personality of this game where right. it could right um is there any boss that you like the best uh maybe that 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 boss the uh don't potty just yet yeah this is cocky little freaks yes <laughs> i love that that's the all range mode boss right yeah, he's an all range mode boss is, and is that do you get to the end of the level and then it turns into yep that's such a cool you're, thing about by, this. By the way, you're notified when you go to all range mode because Fox says all range mode. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably helpful so that you're not thrown. I mean, you would see the map. Yeah. Be a square suddenly. I mean, that's the only time you have a map. Right. But that's cool. I like and the conductor villain's cool too in this in the train level because he talks throughout the level. Yes. Like they're not taking me seriously. He's like, yeah. Step on the gas. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is a cool like country guy. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um. All right. So. We, you obviously, like, we, I mean, I, pre, I pretty much feel like I know how, at least an idea of what you're gonna, or how you feel about it now, but like, sure. how did this game? I usually ask a guess how this game holds up today. It feels to me like this game holds up as well as any game from back then, totally, let alone any retro game. Totally, it feels good, it handles mm-hmm. good, frame um, rate's good, the frame <laughs> rate's good, it, it looks beautiful. Um, still fun to play. It's still fun to play. We were talking about this on the video portion, but one of the, the I think the the achieve the highest achievements of this game is when we were playing the end of it, and I was getting so excited watching you play. Yeah. And I mean, like I tend to be an encouraging person in general. I know yeah, that. So yeah. like, I mean, like people know me probably like if they're not if like 
it could be a very minor thing that someone does and I'm like, oh, great job. But truly, watching you play this game and get through the end, it's still a challenge. Yeah. Especially that Andros fight and yeah. getting out at the it's end. Um, that's one of the things I think is really special about this game is that it's still hard and you still feel like a sense of accomplishment. Absolutely. When you finish it. Yeah. Same goes for me. Like, I mean, and it's also cool that different levels of people can play this game. You're like in like an expert class of people who play this, you know it very well. And you can like, if you decided to have like an eighties montage where you trained to get back into this and set and like set your high score, you probably could do it. But also someone like me could casually pick it up and beat it. Right. And, and, and I mean, I've played this a bunch, Yeah, but that's the beauty of the game. It is. Um, I also think one of the coolest things that I think you were talking about that makes this game special that is kind of like something we, I mean, we dove into the egghead thing earlier, but that is cool about you is like finding your own stories in the game and being able to like, uh, entertain yourself Mm -hmm. and, and have fun, which is like something and that was part of the cool thing about our friendship growing up. That's yeah. how we, why we spent so much time together was right. like, we, I mean, my, our parents will talk about it. My right. mom was talking about us playing Pokemon in the back of the car earlier. Like mm. we're just, we could have so much fun not to make it about like this episode's about you and me, sure. dude. Sure. But that is probably one of the reasons why we always connected was like, yeah, we were, we loved to have fun and tell stories and yeah. like this game is it, it's it's one example right of those things for at least yourself that totally, did totally, that totally and i think i just think that's really cool I do and too. fun yeah so i still feel good about the game is what you're- <laughs> yeah totally i'll have to tell you i'll have to play through the 3ds version yeah. all the way through and let you know i just like it was one of those things where like you know now i just being really into video games now and this part of my life like i'll have a game and i'm just like i didn't even it was on sale for 20 bucks so which, which this game usually is so i bought it I did. I was yeah. like, I want to have this yeah. in my 3DS collection. Totally understandable. Um, cool, dude. Was there before I get into like some fun little just yeah. bonus things that yeah. I want to do in this episode? Was there anything else you wanted to share? Or have you shared pretty much what you wanted to do? Uh, just one thing. Yeah. Do a barrel roll. <laughs> Good. Uh, if you would have said anything else, I probably would have not aired this episode. <laughs> understand. Uh, but when honestly, this is our do a barrel roll segment on the show. Sweet. Where if you're in life, you're struggling, you're not sure what to do. Do a barrel roll. Um, cool. Thank advice. you, dude. Uh, let's. For me on that. Of course, dude. We're gonna do a couple fun things. I'm just gonna share some stuff with you. Uh, one of these things we talked about on the video. So I we're gonna do the fact me by your game segment. Yeah. Which I'm just gonna read off a couple fun little facts. Uh, you might know this, but Star Fox was the first game to use the N64 Rumble Pack. Uh, oh, wow. And it came. It actually came packaged, bundled with it. Did it really? It did. So wow. originally, at least. Yeah. So the if you don't know what the Rumble Pack is on the Nintendo sixty four, in the back of those controllers, they had a port that a, slot. a little slot. That's that's definitely a better way to put that. A slot where it had several peripheral items. It's where when they finally came out with a memory card for the system, mm-hmm. put a memory card there. The Rumble Pack was one of those tools. They had the N sixty four transfer pack, which you use for Pokemon, Pokemon Stadium. That was a game changer. Oh life. gosh, uh, mine like just doesn't connect well anymore oh i know it's sad i might have one lying around somewhere i dude gotta keep that bad boy yeah. um but the rumble pack would like just give you a little feedback when you're playing the game on your controller it's a standard thing now in all video games mm-hmm. like every like an xbox and playstation controller has a rumble feature like you you feel it shake when you're yeah. playing a game but back that, i think wasn't i think nintendo was the first one to do that 
as far as I know, that's something I wish I would have had more time to look up. But uh, at least for Nintendo, this is the first Nintendo version of that. Yeah, and so it makes a little. It does make a difference. Like it's cool to like feel that controller shaking. I have a Rumble Pack. Well, I don't have Star Fox, but you really you have a Rumble Pack. Yeah, I have no a way. Rumble Pack. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think I got it off of like eBay in high school or something. That's so cool. Um, so that was the first one. The second I, one. I had one growing up and in Ocarina of Time, if you like rolled into a wall, it would shit. It would yeah. yeah. And I think it would uh, shake if you're near a gold sculpture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Super cool. The We said this earlier, but Star Fox 64 is technically the third game in the series and Star Fox 2 was unreleased. Uh, yeah, but we don't have to talk about that game. Uh, now it is available on the Super Nintendo Classic <laughs> if you have one. Uh, or, you know, I'm sure you can find it on, online and use an emulator. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to share, which we talked about, were um, was of the original four characters in Star Fox, of the Star Fox fleet, um, Peppy... Fox and Falco were all based on characters in Japanese folktales. So a fox, uh, which is that was when Sajiro Miyamoto saw like read about that when they were developing this game, he ended up being like, "Oh, that seems like the perfect protagonist for this." And there was like a hare one, a, a falcon. Slippy was not based off uh, a, a, a character folklore. in folklore and folktale. He was there was a a, a worker at Argonaut uh, that Argonaut Studios that uh, would use like to have a toad be his mascot and he would also like say things in their chats like ribbit ribbit so that's how he came which is honestly hilarious and perfect you know the real story is that miyamoto went on mr toad's wild ride and was like <laughs> i have to do this <laughs> exactly um something i do so that's the end of fact me by your game the last cool. thing we'll do is i like to recommend some uh games uh based on this yeah uh, for your next uh if you want to have some things to play after this sure uh, something slightly different, well, very different actually, would be uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars on GameCube, which I had. So if you want to keep in sort of like space, okay. sort of like where you're doing some ship battles uh, in space, that one was pretty good. But totally you also like, yeah, this it's, I would say even more like the Star Fox Assault where you're on the ground some. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then something more refined version of this would be Starlink Battle for Atlas, which was that. That the game that they released on the Switch uh, last year. Oh, cool! It came with that little Star Fox like ship. It's the one that came with these toy peripherals. It's the game and the toy right now at Best Buy are ten dollars. Oh. I actually meant to pick it up yesterday and I forgot because oh, wow. yesterday was Black Friday. Yeah. Um, and then something wow. out of left field for you to play. Well, let's stick with the fuzzy character. You should play Hey You Pikachu. <laughs> so go find a microphone in that yeah. game and play it that's on the N64. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the end of the show. Uh, before uh, you go, Eddie, was there anything that you wanted to plug before I have a whole slew of them? No, I'll just plug uh, the fact that I'm proud of you, man. This is really cool that you're doing this. Um, Thank you, dude. I enjoy listening to it. A lot of people enjoy it, so just keep up the good work. I really appreciate it, Happy dude. I got to be on. Hey, wouldn't wouldn't be doing this stuff if it wasn't for you and your brother, so thank you so much. That's a, you know what? I got to say, that's my favorite plug we've ever had. Uh, we uh, First, I want to give a special thanks to Elle Eckley for helping us engineer the video portion. Yeah, uh, she's up with uh, She came up with me for uh, Thanksgiving this year, which has been just such a wonderful weekend. She helped me set up our rigs uh, since we didn't have Jeremy here. Um, and then didn't I didn't even need him. No. Hey, Jeremy, if you're when you're listening to this, editing this pod – you're on thin ice, buddy. Hell's taking your place. Um, but I do want to shout out our producer, Jeremy Schmidt. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime, Instagram at Scare Me Shit. And, uh, <laughs> 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 that's, I meant to say, that's really funny. I've never done that. 
his he should change his Instagram to scare me shit. <laughs> scare me Schmidt. And it'll be in the show oh, notes. Jeremy. That's too funny. Oh man, Jeremy, I love you, buddy. I don't even know him and I'm like bagging on him. Like right. He's my buddy. right. Uh, and then of course listen to his show, Video Games, a comedy show. It is a sister show to this one. Um, you can find me, uh, Connor, on social media at Connor underscore McCabe, both Instagram and Twitter. If you're in the LA area and you like improv, you want to come see some good shows, come out to Herald Night, the UCB Theater, look up my team jet set. We perform weekly. Check them out. Check us out. You can email the show if you have questions, anything you really want to uh, let us know about at call me by your game podcast at gmail.com visit our website at call me by your game.com and if you like the show you want to help us out just like get more people to listen to the show that's not a part of my immediate network of um wonderful friends and listeners that i have uh rate us on apple podcasts uh and also write a review um ratings are helpful but reviews are even more so even if you want to leave a sentence that would make a huge difference uh but that'll go ahead and wrap it up for this show. Leave a review and say do a barrel roll. Yes. If you do that, then you are my new favorite person. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for myself, I'll go ahead and sign off. Thanks again, Eddie. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was a blast. No problem. And we'll see you on the next episode of Call Me By Your Game. <laughs> <laughs>